Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show, and welcome. Uh, And listen, I want to thank all of you. You are making our podcast go off the charts. Listen Notes has us at top one-half percent. With 3 million podcasts they measure. So you guys, I've asked you to share and uh, tell people where they can find us. And you're obviously doing a fantastic job. We have a really great guest today. Uh, and as you know, my athletic background. So I love to interview athletes and former athletes. Uh, we're going to be talking with Jeremy Sladen about the nature of mankind. Where, oh, where has the testosterone gone? I think I could title that this because it's absolutely terrible what's happening. But before we go to Jeremy, we got to do the obligatory, here's who sponsors us. But who sponsors us is something you're going to need. Diesel fuel is down to about, what, 20 days now left. And, folks, if they let it go to zero, and Biden is showing no inclination to move on this, um, uh, we're seeing the beginning of famine because the railroad strikes run on its heels. I predicted that was coming. I said it wasn't settled, and it wasn't, and they're keeping that out of the news. So you really need to get storable food. You absolutely need to. You cannot take the risk. And when diesel runs out, transportation's going to stop. So you really need to do it now. So go to preparewithdave.com. They still have a great special on, $250 off the 12-week special. I recommend getting as much as you can. Additionally, if you have food, you better have a water filter. Um, I'm concerned about power and grid shutdowns. They're doing it throughout Europe. And they're suffering from the same shortages we could be facing as a result of uh, unavailability of diesel. So what I'm telling you right now is this is absolutely critical that you get a good water filtration system because you might have to scavenge when they shut things down for a specific period of time. So what do you do? You go to waterwithdave.com and get the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. They've held the price at the same level, and they also have specials. And then finally, one more thing. Uh, it wouldn't be a day if I didn't talk to you about gold. Um, right now, the dollar is holding its own, but with the rest of the world going to gold back currency and our insistence on bringing in digital, this is really concerning. So the dollar could be in trouble. I always say go to Noble Gold, diversify. So if we take a hit, you don't totally go down like 1929 and so many people then. So you really need to diversify your assets. Noble Gold is the best there is at doing this. So I highly recommend that you call them at 877-646-5347. And keep in mind, I've been a customer of Noble Gold 
for four years. I'm not just an advertiser. I am a regular customer, and I do tweaks and adjustments. And by the way, I have to say this. Future earnings are not predictive of uh, dependent on past earnings, and investments carry inherent risks. Okay, we all know that. And if you don't know that, buy food. Okay, but uh, let Noble Gold help you diversify. Uh, they're the best company I've ever dealt with. 877-646-5347. Well, Jeremy Slayton, our guest, has a really good athletic background. He was in the Phillies organization, I think it said, for seven years, and my screen just went blank. Um, and uh, obviously, when you are involved in organized sports and you get to the level that he played at, it becomes a man sport. You don't succeed without having the characteristics of a man, toughness, ability, and resilience. And what we're seeing here in America is kind of the antithesis of a lot of these uh, traits. Jeremy's also founded an organization, uh, founder of Warrior MBS Mind, Body, Soul. Uh, he's also a certified trainer. And, of course, having played in the Phillies organization, you'd expect he was a Division One athlete. Jeremy, welcome to the show. It's my pleasure to interview you because, uh, let me tell you, all the coaches I know right now say what used to be men have become boys in many cases. Boy, I can see that. Thanks so much for having me on, Dave. I'm glad to be here and happy to talk about this very important topic. Well, what's happened to the men? I know biologically there's something going on. Men's testosterone levels, this is speaking scientifically, are down 50% from a couple of generations ago. Uh, does that? Do you think that factors into where your concerns lie? Heck yes, it does. And there's many, many reasons for that. And after, you know, researching your show and, and, and reading some of your old articles and, and new articles, um, it helps to understand when people are talking about the conspiracies going on um, around the globe and uh, the way the mainstream media can lock arms with uh, governments and with medical institutions that are all global. It helps us make sense of where we're at. So to look at the problems as a one-off, like, oh, men's testosterone's down. I wonder why. Or, oh, there's no books that highlight young male heroes for boys anymore. I wonder why. When you put it together and you realize, okay, this is a global plan in order to reduce manhood, not only, I, I think, male population, but testosterone, like you mentioned, you can make sense of where we're at in the world a lot more when you understand the global plan that's in place um, in order to take over with a totalitarian type control. Yeah, and, and as a matter of reference here, because we haven't spoken before in person, but the... Um, I come by this abnormally. Um, I was raised by a career Navy man. He did a lot of top secret work before he died. He told me what he did. He, he was working a lot with captured German scientists, and that's a whole can of worms. But I kind of sure. I kind of filed that away. And I'm having a normal life. We moved <clears throat> to the country in what we thought would be our retirement home, and uh, John McCain the late senator of Arizona, decided that he wanted to take our land and that of 300 of our rural neighbors for a Canamex highway system, which is part of the Central American Free Trade Agreement, and they didn't want to compensate us. And they tried to burn us off our land for about, oh, slow burn. We fought this for eight years mm. until we eventually won. Um, that's what brought me into this. I used to be on radio shows. I was the spokesperson for our group. So I'd go on radio shows, and eventually I got an offer. He said, you need your own show. Right. And that's how I got started. I didn't ever intend to do this. 
And as I said, I, I wasn't a born conspiracy theorist. I never dealt with this stuff for most of my adult life. And it's just like when I got into this, I just started realizing just how bad things are. And I absolutely share your concerns over what's happened to manhood. Um, what do you see? You know, we have testosterone levels. We have the war on men by the media. Toxic masculinity. Remember that phrase when Trump was president? We have oh, yeah. toxic masculinity. Where do you see the greatest attacks on men, and what are the effects of these attacks? Yeah, I mean, the greatest attack is going to be the ones that speak to our children and the, the spirits of these little boys that, you know, they want to play. They want to be violent in their own way as kids in a, in a positive way. I mean, just like playful violence, like like young little tiger cubs, you know, and that's being taken away from them. And when they're when they go to, say, a children's bookstore with their parents and there's really no pictures of young boys as heroes on, on the covers of these books anymore, uh, you turn on the Disney Channel and they're openly stating, not not on the channel itself, but, you know, behind the scenes, they've said we want 50 percent of our characters going forward to be part of the LGBTQ plus alphabet soup community. Um, it, it's a it's a muddying the water for what a young boy is supposed to be. And I think anytime you're going after the children, that's why I jumped there. Cause there's lots of things I could say about us adult men, the, way, the ways we're being attacked and all that. And that's, that's true. But man, these boys are defenseless, defenseless. They do not know any better. And when their entire, you know, environment is telling them that the way they are naturally is not a good thing. And they're kind of made into second class citizens. I believe that's why you're seeing, according to Newsweek, 30% of all millennial generation and younger are claiming to be part of the LGBTQ plus community in some fashion. So I think that's the number one attack. And I think the point of it, just to jump straight ahead to the point, and this is a, there's, there's sub points that people see day to day, but the big point is strong men have always been a bulwark against a totalitarian society. And by removing that, by removing the strong men, the elite can centralize their power and pursue their, their tyranny unopposed. So that's why it's under attack. Well, it is absolutely amazing uh, that this is happening in the fashion it is. But, but when we look at I remember when I was in elementary school, first, second, third grade, you know, uh, you'd have your parent come in and talk about their occupation. So we had engineers and lawyers and doctors and carpenters and plumbers. And it was all really cool. And, and, and that's what we championed. And we had athletes. Some athletes would come and talk to us. And now now we have drag queens. That's right. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't they couldn't make it more obvious. I mean, it's almost <laughs> if you try to say, oh, there's no agenda there. That's kind of like saying, you know, that Hunter Biden's laptop wasn't real, which, by the way, you know, all the mainstream media sort of locked arms with big tech and all claimed that it was a conspiracy theory and Russian whatever. So, I mean, you've got to really, again, understand where we're at. You cannot trust the mainstream news at all. In fact, you could probably just anything they say, just take it, flip it on its head, 180 degrees, and you're going to be much closer to the truth. Yeah, I, I you know, I know you kind of you got out of baseball in what year? 2012 was that right? 20 yeah, 2011, and, and that's I need to add this to my to to what you were reading with my bio because it's kind of a, I was in the roofing business after that for 10 years, selling roofs to medical complexes, governments, and big plants like private companies. Um, so a lot of factories, and boy, that that 10 year period, especially working with the government and healthcare, working with the blue collar guys in those places who were really seeing what was going on 
and seeing the kind of control that was being taken over, and they they hated it. So I, I was hearing a lot of the the kind of conversations we heard in 2020 and 2021 back in you know the mid teens, the 2015. Yeah. Well, this is what I want to ask you, but I know you've been removed from it for a while, sure. and and I am not real connected. I, I coached my last college game in 2012, so the um, what I'm wondering is how the athletes are responding to the woke. I know what they have to say publicly, but I wonder really what's in their heart. I can't imagine anyone that engages in a man's endeavor. And being an athlete at the college or professional level is a man's endeavor. Uh, I can't imagine him embracing this stuff. Yeah, you know, this one may be a step too far. I don't think you're about to see LeBron James dressing up in drag, but hey, you, you, nev- you never know. You know, he also claims to be oppressed and everything else. So um, I here's the change I saw. Like, like you said, I got out uh, before the woke stuff really kicked in high gear. <laughs> Um, in sports, we saw it definitely with BLM and all that. Around 2012, when BLM started really taking off, uh, I don't even want to use the word popular, but their, their movement grew in a big way, and they gained a lot of notoriety. I think that you be- they began to reward the athletes, and they, you know, you get book deals, and you, you start telling every, you start giving, you know, the general population an excuse for why they're failing, which is what they've done uh, for the black community, not by pointing to the truth, like, hey, you got to have a strong nuclear family, you need to have a strong father figure in these young men's lives. In fact, they made that almost uh, uh, vilified if you said it. You were vilified for saying that, even though it's the most true thing. And you start rewarding these athletes. Well, athletes are, uh, you know, uh, play for pay kind of kind of people, just like anybody else. And when they're being rewarded for taking up that mantle of the woke message, eventually they're going to do it. And, and, and I hate to say that because I know so many baseball players from all over the world, Dominican Republic, Australia, uh, I mean, Puerto Rico, go down the list. Those guys loved being in the minor leagues, being poor even in this country, playing a game that they loved, hand over their heart for the national anthem, believing that this was the greatest nation uh, in the world, maybe other than their home country, because they had a love of their homeland, which that's great. They should have that. But many of those same people, you fast forward 10 years, and they're the ones kneeling uh, during the anthem. So I, I, I think that they have hypnotize themselves and they believe their own lies at this point the ones that are still doing it but you're also seeing a pretty strong pushback and again when i when we talk about woke in sports it's more around the race issue than it is you're not it's just going to be difficult to get masculine men to start acting non-masculine unless and i almost forgot a big one unless we're talking about women's sports where apparently men it's uh, open game to, to at the olympic and college levels yeah, it is is absolutely incredible, and I'm tired of hearing the LeBron. I'm impressed. I mean, I, I was in awe of his ability when he came out and as a high school kid. I thought this is not like a high school kid I've ever seen, but but his wokeness has really turned me off. And yeah. oppressed, he's uh, uh, he's worth over a billion dollars, right? Okay. Well, he's he's proof. He and Oprah and you know uh, Michelle Obama, like they all claim to be oppressed at some level because of their black skin, yet they are the very proof that you don't even have to, you're not even oppressed. I mean, you are like a a king or a queen in this culture. Yeah. Uh, You know, I haven't ever thought about it. I'm thinking here, my senior year in college, I'm thinking about, we had 12 members on our team, and just quickly, I'm doing the math here, 
three blacks, one Puerto Rican, I mean, three whites, one Puerto Rican, and the rest were black. Um, and we didn't talk about oppression. We no. talked about what we were going to do after college. Some guys were trying to get to Europe. One guy got to the NBA. Uh, you know, you look at that, and you just... We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time say we didn't have time for that crap that didn't even enter our discussions and, and it just and I don't, I don't know why it's invaded sports i mean i remember this story of the boston celtics it was in the like late 50s early 60s and they were doing a tour of exhibition games in the south and this hotel owner told them well the white boys can stay in the hotel but the black guys can't and so they all spent the night on the bus and i said that's why they won 11 championships they were they were a team and and that's typical sports that's typical of sports, and this wokeness just so turns me off. I won't watch ESPN now. It's just disgusting. But but it's it's not just the race issue, too. Um, if if you, you look at football, okay, I'm assuming you know quite a bit about football. Uh, they've sissified the sport. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, it's it's tough for me to watch, and I don't want to make this entire show complaining, but there, <laughs> there's a lot of problems out there, you know. And, um, yes, they have sissified and they've made it all about it, sadly, 
um, being a victim. And I think what you were getting at with your story before, which I loved, was sports is about it's a meritocracy. Number one, they they are not going to keep you off the field since about 1950 something. If you are the best player on the team, because they want to win. So that, all that stuff's out the window. It's a meritocracy. And number two, the way you learn as a young athlete is, uh, to, to not be a victim, but to be a victor. And I'm going to overcome obstacles and hardships. So the truth is be, even if like you're, you're called a name or some kind of slur. So what? I mean, at this point, like if you get called a racial slur and you're black, if that ever even really happens, uh, and they catch it on film, God, you'll get a book deal and uh, Obama will call you. Like you'll get a show on, on, on MSNBC. Like who knows? So they, they've flipped the whole thing on its head where actually overcoming challenges and being a victor is seen as some kind of patriarchal meritocracy as a negative. And if you have, been called names or you're under some kind of oppression that that you've dreamed up yourself at this point um then you're uh, you're looked at as a hero so it's an inversion of all that is true which as a christian believer i believe that it, that makes sense because satan comes as an angel of light he's here to steal kill and destroy and he always takes the truth and perverts it and flips it on its head that's exactly right and uh the bible's quite clear about the role of man so you're seeing the role of men shift, and I know this is a big part of the work that you do. Talk about uh, a little bit about your organization. What led you to say, I have to address these issues formally? Yeah, um, I'm go- what I'm doing right now is I'm going to your website because it's going to give the great a great intro to this. So if I look at, if I look at this article by article on the Common Sense Show, you've got huge diesel shortage spreading across the U.S. Biden's dark winters here. Next is the World Economic Forum taking control over the internet to censor dissonant voices. And I'm not going to keep reading, but I could go on and on. When I say there's a lot of problems out there, there are, and it, we're, we're in a unique place in time. Um, where we can share more information than ever about these problems and what to do about it. And it seems like if you're a Christian conservative, especially, or, uh, you know, even just a common sense thinker, it's been a tough couple of years. So for that reason, because I, you can tie yourself in knots trying to fight all these battles at the same time in your mind, and it will wear on you. It'll stress you out. Um, it, it, can lead, it can lead you toward one of the three Ds, you know, divorce, drunkenness, or depression. So... When I think about, okay, in this fight for freedom, where am I uniquely placed? Well, I can coach. I've been a coach, and, I, and I've been coached for most of my life. I understand the body. I understand how to get mental clarity in order to perform well. And then spiritually, as a, as a Christian man, I know that I perform my best when I'm spiritually grounded and when, I, when I'm in tune with God and others. So I thought, why don't I just make a curriculum, and I, we'll make it fun. We'll make it like guys who are 50, 60 years old, like they're back in the locker room. They're competing against these other small teams for points to meet their goals with their workouts, their meals. There's a, there's a customized meal plan. Um, their spiritual special operations that they, they're really fun, practical, uh, get you out of the box type of adventures that you can pick one of three every week. Um, and then there's the community aspect where you got to be on the call with everybody once a week and all those things, like I said, they add up for points and you're competing. So it's, it's a fun experience and I call it your great reset because if, if we're going to, fight back against a totalitarian takeover. We got to have strong men that are involved in local awakenings to fight back against a, a, a you know global great reset. So that's in a nutshell what it's all about. Yeah, and 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 I do appreciate you going to the website. And I want to say this for new listeners. People who followed me for a while know this. 
But if I put up nine, ten stories in a day on the website, some my creation, some others, what I'm trying to show is there's a multitude of problems, and you shouldn't fight all of them, but you should find uh, fight what most affects you. And yes. it's a way of trying to engage a broad audience to join the fight, but in a way that's specific to their issues. And uh, and sometimes, too, we put on human interest stories, sometimes victories that are happening. But, uh, but yeah, we try, for the new people here, don't take all these issues on yourself. Okay, find what appeals to you and go in that direction. And this is what Jeremy's done. He's saying we need to help men be men. How does this blend over into fatherhood? Well, I love that point you just made, and believe me, I was not trying to disparage the way the website is. No, I don't uh, think you were either. I just, but I was thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder if new people coming here think they have to fight everything. So I thought no, I better no. get that out. No, and, and toward the end of the program, so I, I'll say one more thing to flesh it out. The first thirty days is called Your Great Reset. Well, that's where we focus on the foods we're eating. We, we we become educated about those things, and we're again, it's a competition. The last thirty days is Your Great Awakening, and that's where I get because I get to know these men. So, for instance, a guy that's in the finance world um, who who knows there's a lot of problems out there, we have to channel him now with this newfound clarity and strength into, okay, how do you start understanding ESG scores and, yeah. you know, finding um, uh, investment groups that don't go along with that that are on our same page? So we're not spending our time, talent, and energy investing in companies that are working against us. So th- things like that that are practical. You've got to find your niche where, where God has placed you to be in the fight. Let's, so, let's talk about what have you found with ESGs? Uh, well, it turns, companies that reject. Here, here's the thing about ESG. Let me say this off the top, and I know you probably know this. Uh, it's supposed to be showing companies and corporations that are environmentally friendly so we should support them. But they get into the woke and they attach the woke nonsense to all this. And your ESG scores greatly suffers if you're not willing to go along with the nonsense of Black Lives Matter, for example. And uh, so talk about the ESG and how you find corporations. And let's mention so some of those corporations are where people that don't buy into the BlackRock model want to go a different direction. Totally. Yeah. And and I'm not the expert on this. This isn't my chosen field. In fact, finance is one of my weaker areas. But I'll I'll say you you nailed it on the head. The way that these like ESG scores or any anything that we know is take going in a wrong direction, it's always presented with its most palatable um, idea first. You know, like like abortion 30 years ago, they would say, well, only if the mother's life is in danger. And, you know, you kind of halfway believe them, but not really. And then you see where we're at today, where California wants to make it so that up to, you know, a week after or even longer that the child's born, it's still the mother's choice, which is insanity. It's murder. Uh, It's murder. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff to me. That's Civil War stuff. You know, that that's yeah. like, OK, you, when you're talking about murdering living babies out of the womb, which really there shouldn't be a difference for where it's at in the, you know, the canal. Um, but uh, it's a step too far. Anyway, back to your question. So ESG scores. Yeah, they, they've gone heavy in the woke stuff. There's a new company out there. I believe it's called Strive. Have you heard of this out of Texas? No, I haven't. OK, they've got. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars um, behind it, which it's going to take that uh, in order to play in this world. But what they're basically trying to be is not only a, a bank that only, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm not a finance guy, but only invest their money in companies that are freedom, constitutional based companies. That's number one. And they're also trying to be a Northwestern Mutual type at the same time um, that can help, you know, 
high net worth people uh, invest their money and be your financial planner. Um, so that's probably a better direction than me telling you the specific companies because then I'll just be going all like, well, there's my pillow and there's, you know, <laughs> but those are kind of one offs, you know, in their industry. What we've got to do is, like you said, find the anti black rocks, which there's nothing that big, but uh, I don't think you have to be. You just got to have enough clout behind you that you can make a difference. Yeah, it's interesting too. The, uh, there's 19 state attorney generals going after BlackRock for some of this uh, collusion to conspire. It's antitrust stuff uh, against corporations that aren't towing the line with woke. Yes, and um, and you know, I just say this for the record, and we'll move on. But ladies and gentlemen, their idea of environmentalism, and this is someone who taught research and stat in college for a long time. It's bogus. There's no research to back up what they're saying. They don't have repeating replicable research. They don't have level of significance scores. They are a fraud. This climate stuff is a fraud. And they, and they never give you the research. Have you noticed that, Jeremy? They never, yeah. they never publish studies. Like if you go to a journal in psychology and they, let's say you're talking about autism, you can see maybe 15 studies on autism and find the commonalities. Okay, they never do this with climate change. They don't make their stuff public because, you know, back in 2008, probably before you were involved in this, they got caught faking the data with Penn State and East Anglia University that the temperatures were actually cooling off. And they even admitted in their emails that got hacked that they were lying about the data. Totally. It's the same as here's what the left does. And by left, I mean, progressive global left at this point, they pick a. A, a, a topic that you can't really pin down. So like climate change, I mean, they're calling it climate change, which weather changes seasonally, daily. So basically, anytime something bad happens, they can pin it on climate change, man-made climate change. And then another one would be um, systemic racism. Well, you can't really pin it down. There's not really any companies that have policies against American minorities because they would immediately have a thousand lawsuits. So they make it so that, okay, there's this idea out there. We're going to get all the professors. There's just going to be this trickle down to where people generally just think there's something to it because everybody's talking about it. And then anything bad that ever happens to a minority, well, it's because of systemic racism. So across the board, that's what they do. They pick something you cannot see. Now, I would be impressed if they said, listen, Yosemite, the, underneath that, the big the big caldera volcano, we think it's going to blow. Like, give us money so we can do these things to stop the caldera. And here's, you know, that, that would be something that we could actually see and you could feel the rumblings happening. But they'll, they'll, they'll never pick something that, that you can obviously measure. Yeah, it's always uh, it's, it's always so nebulous. Yeah, so if a hurricane hits, it's climate change. Okay, if you yes. have early snowfall, it's climate change. And I'm saying, okay, when that happened back in the 1600s, what would you call it then? What was the cause then? They, they don't have an answer. The Earth has had aberrant weather for its entire existence. It's just ridiculous. But uh, I'm glad to see you're taking on uh, the ESG ratings in BlackRock. I think that's really important. But Yeah, and let let me say one more thing on that. I brought that company Strive. I went to their website. Just listen to this. It says, invest in excellence. Our mission is to restore the voices of everyday citizens in the American economy by leading companies to focus on excellence over politics. That makes so much sense. 
Like, um, you know, so, so I, I don't provide like a deep and detailed, you know, dig in my program into the ESG scores, but I do help guys find their channel. So like there were two financial advisors and they really researched this stuff by the end of their program. Yeah, I think this is uh, really good. This is something I'm going to be on, and we're going to see if we can't give this a little more prominence. Well, let's go back. I, I brought up fatherhood. We kind of got sidetracked from that. Um, when you emasculate males and you make it inappropriate to be a male in the traditional sense, how, how does that enter into fatherhood? Hmm. Well, I think on two levels. I mean, one, an emasculated father um, is not going to be attractive just by nature. Like the boy's going to know something's wrong. He's going to, you know, a boy looks for his dad to be the protector and a, da- a daughter as well. I should say uh, children look to the father to be a protective figure, a figure of strength. Even if it's not physical strength, they're strong in their way. And um, to take that away from them, there's immediately going to be a hole. Um, and then the, the step beyond that is having no father around, which you know, I feel like our government is very much they don't say it out loud, but they put in place policies and they put in place um, these levers that create that situation. Because then you've got a single mother and kids that have to rely many times on government help, which is ultimately what this is all about. They want us reliant and dependent on them so that they have control and power. No, you're exactly right. Reliant and dependent upon them. Um, have you? This is a little off topic, but have you looked at uh, the reasons for decline in testosterone? Do you have any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do. I, I think there, you know, there's there's chemical warfare. You know, we we are, I think, swimming in an endocrine disrupting soup at this point. Um, you know, a lot of the plastics have those. I think they're called phthalates, um, but basically, it's synthetic estrogen that is taking down men's testosterone levels. That's one. Um, another interesting example that I thought my wife like it was making me. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Mad because she was making me like cook my food when I when I would cook uh, in cast iron skillets and stuff because she said well there's chemicals in the nonstick and I just got come on like when does it end like <laughs> let me just because because you know the the cast iron if you cook eggs in a cast iron skillet that's really clean it is really tough to get that stuff off of there yeah you know it yeah. takes some time so it was annoying and then I watched Tucker Carlson's The End of Men documentary and they're interviewing these health professionals that even worked for uh, the FDA and they were talking my wife just looked at me she because they talked about the uh, non-stick skillets and how that's actually a big problem to cook your food in those so we, we need to be aware of what has those endocrine disrupting chemicals and one way just a quick pro tip think about eating single ingredient foods so when you when you go to the grocery and you're walking around looking at these boxes and different things, most cereal boxes have, you know, half the ingredients or more things you probably don't recognize. I mean, it's some kind of a, a Franken food and it goes well beyond cereal. So you want to get back to, OK, if I if I'm eating chicken, I want to buy chicken 
And that's like what maybe chicken and maybe water is the other ingredient. And then you can go home and you can spice it up with salt and, you know, different things. Um, but buying things that have to be made in both a lab and then a process factory, um, I think many of those chemicals, I know that many of those chemicals are coming in during that process. That has to be what's reducing our testosterone in a big way. So what is the answer? A simple solution. You don't use nonstick pans. I think those are the ones with the ridges. I cook my own eggs often, but but I, I'm not familiar with nonstick. Is that the ridges? That's like the Teflon. You know, it just they're really slick, and it, the eggs will come right off. I mean, there's all different kinds. Um, but the, you know, the the skillet thing is just one. I would say your food in general is very important. When I talk about single ingredient, there, it, one level beyond that. So if I'm going to get beef. I want to get grass-fed, like pasture-raised beef with healthy cows. It is a little bit more expensive, but honestly, it tastes better. Um, the ingredients on the thing just say grass-fed beef. You can get grass-fed cheese, grass-fed milk. It is good-tasting stuff. I mean, it's got more of like a wholesomeness to it. And, you know, like in, our, in the program that we do, there's a lot of fat and oils in that stuff. And a lot of people think, well, wouldn't that be a lot of calories? And like, yes, there's a lot of calories in it, but those fats are good fats. They're, they're what are what we are supposed to eat. And um, man, you can get in great shape eating a lot of food as long as it's the kind of food your body is meant to process. Okay. So do you, uh, you have people I know that follow you. Do you, have, do you publish lists and suggestions for how to overcome this uh, uh, degradating environment? Um. I don't put, well, not particularly listen suggestions out to the public, but once you join the group, you get a whole, there's educational materials that are, are there for you. Okay. Well, let's talk about the group. Um, yeah. The American Man's in Crisis. Talk about your group. I know that's the theme. So uh, how, do, yeah. how do people join? What do they get when they join? Uh, what, are, what can they expect? Yes, absolutely. So you could go to Warrior MBS, that's Mind, Body, Soul. So WarriorMindBodySoul.com. And really, I built this for two kinds of guys. One are guys like you and me that are pretty aware of what's going on in the world and maybe a little bit just twisted knots about it somewhat because it, it, it can be overwhelming. And you maybe look down and you're like, you know what, I'm not in shape. And maybe I'm drinking a little too much beer. And this, this I, I'm starting to act in unhealthy ways because of the environment that, that we're in right now. This is a place for you to push pause on some of that stuff out there and get back to focusing on what you can control, your mental clarity, your physical fitness, and your spiritual grounding. So it's a great place for that. The other kind of guy is you're, you know, a conservative, uh, patriotic American man, but they've really not stepped up, up and engaged. Uh, they've not used their, their skill set to get involved in, in, in fighting for freedom and for their family's future. Um, but they also want to get in shape. So the getting in shape for them is kind of a mental clarifying time. And then that's when the education stuff comes in and they can learn, okay, here's how I can utilize, uh, what I what I've learned from this program in my own industry. So it's a 60 day experience. That's the it's really 70 days, but the competition is 60 days long. And at the end of it, uh, I get these feedback forms, and I always expect the guys to say, "Well, uh, my favorite part was the the physical fitness, or maybe I'm sleeping better." But the truth is, they almost I'd say 80 to 85 percent have said. It was the community and the camaraderie that I was missing so badly in a challenging environment because it felt like a locker room again. So that's that's I think one of the biggest surprise gifts of this program is to get you in that kind of community again. When you say the competition, what specifically do you mean by the competition? 
Yes. All right. So there is a, a meal plan and I give huge, you mentioned lists. I give huge lists of the things you can eat. So this is not like, okay, I can eat like these five things. No, you, you got a wide variety of foods that you can eat. And it's actually based around what warriors in ancient times ate. So there's, there's more to do with that warrior word than, than maybe meets the eye. But when you eat a, comp- we call it a compliant meal. That means you 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 got a meal in front of you that that meets the uh, meets the plan. You snap a picture of it and you upload that to your little small team. So there may be thirty guys in the program, but I've split all these guys up into three man triads. Well, each triad's competing with, against the, all the other ones, and they they give themselves names and all that. Um, but when you upload that that photo, that's a point. When you take a sweaty selfie showing that you did your workout. So at the end of your workout, snap the picture, upload it to your triad. Boom, there's that point. Um, when you complete your spiritual special operation for the week, that's worth five points. So that's worth just as much as all your workouts. Um, and then attending the group huddle, uh, we can do it on Sunday afternoons or Saturday afternoons, whatever is best for most guys. That th- That's worth a certain amount of points. So we have a leaderboard that comes out every uh, at the end of every week. And then there's a, you know, uh, kind of a championship going into the end to see which triad is going to come out on top. And typically the winning triad is about, they bat about 900. So they, I'd say nine out of 10 of their workouts, nine out of 10 of their, um, their meals and et cetera. But I see huge changes in men's, um, energy and bodies if they just get to 70%. So if they just do it 70% and they hang in there, they have pretty awesome changes. That's amazing. How do you, uh, is there criteria you use to divide people into the triad? Do they have to have certain demographics in common? Um, they don't necessarily. I, you know, I, I try to pick guys, and you, this is sometimes a bit of a challenge, but you can you can tell a lot about guys uh, after five days of kind of chatting with them online. And I, and I call them up directly because I'm the coach and get to know them once they've signed up. So I try to put guys together that I know are going to uh, be possibly be friends. You know, I, like I could tell these guys might get along. Um, and I, I could be helped in that by playing with so many different teams all over the country. You just get a sense of like what's going to work. But, yes, I do try to group them um, into a general like where they're at in their life. Um, I don't allow anyone to join that's under 21. So you got to be 21 and up. Uh, but, like, you know, if you've got a 55-year-old and a 65-year-old and a, you know, 48-year-old, that's probably – a good enough range of age. Um, but also they do a, a, a fitness assessment for me in that first five days before we get started and they send the results back to me. I also try to group them, them around that. So I don't want, you know, one guy that's like in the last one, we had a former uh, World Series MVP that was in the group. And then, you know, then there, there were some guys that weren't even close to that. Well, it wouldn't really, really be fair or even fun for the World Series MVP if he was just blowing it away all the time. Um, <laughs> So you want to put them in, you know, generally something there, even though they're, they're working together in the triad, they're also kind of competing. You see that happen too. Yeah. Um, what kind of fitness criteria do you test them on? Um, that is pretty simple. So it's based on, you set a timer and there's, so you set it for 30 seconds. So I see, and I, and I send video saying, okay, guys, this is a push up. This is what an actual push up is. We're not doing these little micro push ups. <laughs> so 30 seconds, how many true push ups all the way up and all the way down can you do without hurting yourself? You know, in 30 seconds, 30 seconds of air squats where you got your butt on a bench at 90 degrees all the way to standing up. Um, now the one that I may take out cause it's a little, little hard for a lot of guys is the pull ups. So I may remove that and put in something else because a lot of guys might be able to do one or none um 
although there's some surprises. And then there was an, uh, sit-ups. So there's a certain way that we consider a full sit-up, and that's 30 seconds again. Um, and then the last one is a mile. And I don't want that to intimidate any of your listeners. If you join, it, you just come as you are. Because a lot of the guys that ran the mile that were that haven't done that in a long time, you know, they were it was 14, 15, 16 minutes because they had to walk a long way. Maybe they jog a little, walk a little. Um, but that's the beauty of this program is it doesn't matter what physical shape you come in. Um, what matters is being honest with your assessment because I will work with you to make sure that your program meets your needs of where you're at and, and, and grows with you through the 60 days. And we also work around health, uh, you know, in injury history. So I got to find those things out too. Certain guys cannot run their hip or their knee. Well, there's other things we can do that work the whole body. Um, there's no weights required. There's no gym required. Although when it gets cold outside, it's kind of nice to have an indoor space. So, um, those are, those are just general ideas. Yeah. I was thinking as you were talking, I have trouble with distance now because I got bone on bone, but I'm going to die with the knee. I'm not replacing it. And, uh, so, so to compensate, I've been doing a lot of hit, which, you know, yeah. I, I do like the sled. I have a sled here at home and, uh, and I'll do the running in place on max for 60 second intervals. So uh, to me, I could see why, why you might think about giving a substitute for the mile. I would struggle with that if I had, first I'd have to train a little bit, but then I would struggle with it, uh, if I got beyond about a half a mile. I know. I know. I, I played, I played basketball with my college players until I was 48 and I wrecked my knees doing that. So it wasn't, it wasn't the smartest thing I ever did. Well, what, what I do with the mile, there's certain guys that say, Hey, this, this actually hurts me to do the mile. I can't do it. We'll get them on the, um, either a row machine if they have access to that uh-huh. or an elliptical or a bike. And and we do this testing in the middle and at the end as well. So what they would do is let's say they get on an exercise bike, that'll measure how far you went, right? Um in in because you got to do a mile and you see how long that takes. I'm sorry, it, you you can see how long it took you to do that mile on the bike, right? So at the midpoint and then at the end, you would just want to get on that same bike so we could measure your advancement. Yeah, that's true. I also substituted the swimming for, for running too. So, yeah, um, yeah, th- th- that tells you I, I'm not in the same age group as you are. So I <laughs> just, uh, there was a time, like I said, I played basketball until I was about 50. And like I said, the knee would swell to unbelievable proportions and I just yeah. ignored it. You know, now doctor says, well, I've done all we can do. We should do a knee replacement. I go, no, I'm dying with this knee. I'll just adjust. But, uh, so, so you do the diet, you do the exercise. Are there any other variables that you look at? Um, for the physical testing, no other than injury history. Um, and the other variables are more conversational. So that's, you know, even if you haven't joined, if you go to the site, you'll see two boxes at the top. One is join the group, which that's an application to join. The other one is talk with Jeremy. So that goes right to my calendar. It's a 15-minute exploratory call where I get to know you, you get to know me, we build some trust. Um, but through those conversations, both before they've joined and after they've joined, I, I, I've learned a lot, you know, just as you do with human interaction and talking to people, getting to know them, their family life, all that stuff, um, to, to generally get a sense of where they're going to be in the program and where to maybe place them. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you do anything with the uh, spiritual or socio-emotional Yes. Well, the the spiritual, we call them soul building operations. And I mentioned that earlier. You can pick between three every week. Okay. 
I'll give you an example of three. So, uh, and this is one I pulled up on PDF the other day, so I remember it. So on week three of the program, and, and again, I change these up sometimes when a new idea comes to me, but the three options were one, we called it the wrong light. And it's for guys who are staring at screens all the time at work, at home, you know, for, for entertainment. And they know like, Hey, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to staring at my screen. So I, I get into a little bit of the science of that and how it affects your sleep as far as education. But if they want to get the points for that one, they have to tell the group on Monday of that week, okay, I'm doing option one, the wrong light. And I have to commit to turning off my phone and not looking at it, maybe not turn off your phone, but getting away from screen time for two hours before bedtime for the entire week. And then at the end of that week, they got to shoot a selfie video explaining both good and bad what their experience was in, in trying to overcome that. So that would be option one. And I, I don't want to talk too much, but um, uh, I'll give you one more. Option two that week was called the Masculine Jesus. That's where you pick one of the Gospels and you read through it from G- looking at Jesus from a masculine perspective. Because I think we have a very feminized, overly nice version of who Jesus was in the church, in America especially. And um, it's reading that and then providing your own insights to the rest of the group on just things you picked up thinking of Jesus in that way as a guy who, you know, drove the Pharisees out of the temple, who the night of the, the Lord's Supper, he, he said, um, you know, who, who among you disciples has a sword? And they said, you know, none of us. And he said, well, no, I, they said, we have we have one sword. And he said, let, let him who doesn't have a sword sell his cloak and buy and buy one. Um, so it's just interesting the things that come to light when you're thinking of Jesus in terms of a, a masculine man. That's amazing. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of a program like this. I think it's pretty unique when you, you know, and, and to have this many parts with the, you can obviously tell it's got a strong Christian emphasis on the application. If you say that you have to say that you're a Christian and a patriotic person. And I think that is why that the guys are saying the community has been so cool because everywhere else they go, be it a church group, couples group, you know, where they think they should be like-minded, they still worry about what they can and can't say because we're just in that place in culture. So here you can kind of let it all hang out and be yourself because you know, these guys are probably 90% on the same page as you and experiencing the same things. What kind of walks of life do people come from typically? Well, that is right now that is all over the map, uh, and I hope it stays that way because we can all learn from each other. But we've had pastors, we've had major league baseball players, um, and because of my background, I know a lot of those guys. Sure. So they, they, I had four of them in the last round. Um, we've had doctors, we've had uh, two financial advisors in the last one, a retired golfer. Um, gosh, had a a a, a, a um, plumber contractor. Um, a home building contractor. So you could just imagine it's kind of all across the board, um, but they're still like-minded guys that want the same things for our country and for their kids. Yeah, for their kids. That's the key. That's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm close enough to the end that I could ride this out and I've done well enough that I could probably survive most of what's coming, but that doesn't mean that the young ones in my family can. And that's that's what really motivates me today to do this. You know, when you talked about World Series MVP, I don't remember if he's MVP, but I've interviewed Kurt Schilling a couple of times. And, yeah. Oh, man. Listen, he's I, I'm very aware of him because I was coaching high school basketball in the Phoenix area when he was at a Phoenix High School. 
and and he was the guy and he won two world won world series championships on two different teams and uh yep. he was a man's man and i've interviewed him a couple times and he gets ostracized for speaking the truth about terrorism the truth like 9-11 never happened you know we're just supposed to pretend this stuff never happened and and uh he'll never be in the hall of fame and yet he's so deserving he should have been a first ballot entry uh world series 100%. champion starting pitcher you know two world champion it's unbelievable how they've ostracized him um and uh yeah I, i'm a big 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 kurt schilling fan but um i'm gonna have to actually go there i'm gonna be honest with you i've already written myself a note in my calendar to uh to explore this is this affordable for most people can can they afford to join yes there's there's two, well one thing is right now it's 500 dollars for the for the two months and again, you know, you get a lot for that. Um, I did a, a poll of the last two rounds and asked them, hey, guys, really, honestly, what, what do you think I should charge for this? And the lowest number I heard was 500. The highest was about 1,000. Um, so I went with the lowest. But if you are, say you're a war vet or you you um, you just really want to do this, but the, the money is a barrier to entry, I've got some investors that have been willing to put out some money that we've got in the pot for scholarships. So you can go to warriormbs.com slash um, assessment. That, that lets you skip the payment. But if you take that assessment, you have to write up who you are uh, and, and why you want to apply for this thing without paying. But, um, it, you know, if you're the right fit, we'll hook you up. Okay, so the, the program is 60 days, $500 in. And so what kind of time commitment is that per week for the average? I know it's going to be what you make it, but typically what do people yeah. spend? That's a, that's a great question. And that's what that's what holds most guys up because they don't want to commit to something that's going to take a lot of their time, right? So 40 minutes is your average, okay? Um, that's between um, – now, I'm not including meal preparation because, you know, you already take time whether you're going to a restaurant or whether you're, your wife's making food and you're waiting on her to get done. That's time you would have spent anyway. So it's 40 minutes between snapping your pictures of your sweaty selfie, uh, doing your workout. That, that, that's probably – the workouts really never last more than 32 minutes at the most. Most of them are about 25 to 30 minutes. Um, so all in all – I'm kind of bumbling here. You've got about 40 minutes of your day you'll put toward this, including the group interaction. But like you said, some guys love talking within their group and they kind of, you know, they get a conversation. That's a different story because they're, they're just enjoying themselves and uh, they've got the time to do it. So, uh, but 40 minutes a day is kind of the, the baseline. Okay. And, and you said about uh, three fourths of that is roughly what you spend working out. That's right. Yeah, the other 10 minutes would be, you know, chucking it up with your guys in the group and or maybe, you know, I put out these videos that, that aren't a part of the point system. They're called Mental Mojo because um, I didn't want to make the point system too complex. But it's it's kind of tips and tricks uh, in, that I learned during my 10 years of sales um, or during my baseball career on how to clear your mind and be at your best uh, in terms of the way you think. Um, which again, that ties into your physical fitness and your spiritual grounding. So they work together. Um, but those, those are like five minute videos that I put out in the morning just because I like them. Um, and, uh, so, so guys might do that as well. Yeah. It's the mental clarity. And by b- baseball, you come by it naturally hitting the off speed pitch when you have two strikes on you. So <laughs> I just, I understand yeah, the mental. I played on a state championship team in high school, but I was a player, not, 
the player, a player. Uh, my, right. my, I was better at basketball and football, but we had tremendous players on our team, and their focus was incredible. I don't know if you remember a guy named Brian Fisher. He played for Kansas City forever. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was a couple years older than me. I was his teammate when I was a sophomore, and we won a title with him. And that, that he was throwing in his nineties. He was throwing mid nineties when he was sixteen. Wow. Yeah, he was works. absolutely an incredible guy and the nicest guy you'd ever want. You meet him on the street and you'd think he was a librarian. Um, <laughs> just, he was yeah. the best guy. Um, but anyway, I, I just, I, I wanted to cover just a couple of more things here, but I got to make sure Please. I can fit it in under, under our time here. We're, we're down to about three and a half minutes, but I thought, well, let's do this because I don't want to miss out on this. Tell people how they can go check out what it is you do to decide if it's right for them. Okay, the number one way, go to warriormbs.com okay. and click on Talk with Jeremy. So if you, if you, you know, and we'll have a conversation um, and we'll see if it's a fit. And then the other thing I'd like to throw out there, because I'm pretty big in the, the world that you're in, in terms of, of looking behind the layers of things. I've got a Rumble channel called J Slay USA, yeah. USA on on rumble that's the channel name and um i put out you know interviews and things like that but a lot of my findings behind the scenes of, of what's going on much like you do yeah i think that's tremendous uh, rumble is one of the few places you can go today to really tell your story yeah youtube and instagram and facebook they've either kicked me off entirely like youtube or they've shadow banned and deranked me to the point it's worthless yeah i get deranked on youtube like crazy it's absolutely insane uh what what did they uh kick you off for i can't imagine anything you're doing is that controversial well with jay slay you well it's controversial to them you know and, and only two years ago if you said the hunter biden laptop you know was was real they might take you off so that's true. That's uh, true. it depends on what it is you know i'll give you i'll give an example so um I posted a video the other day on Instagram that was me walking through the Target uh, children's bookstore section because I was just amazed at the, the the pattern that I saw of no young boys on any of the book covers. And it was LGBTQ uh, uh, female minorities almost exclusively. And it was just me walking around saying, hey, does anybody notice a pattern here? This is kind of weird. And they're not really trying to meet the needs of their, uh, the, not constituents, but their demographic you know, at all. So I was just making a point. I didn't say anything mean or rude. And uh, Instagram took it down. Now, they didn't kick me off, but they took that post down. Well, they um, do that in Target and these other box stores because it's their ESG rating. This is how they're protecting their standing by going with the woke standards. 100%. Yeah, and, yeah, and I know this for a fact because I've talked to a couple lawyers involved in this. Um, so that, that's absolute insanity. And, you know, I'm going to say this, too, and I know I'll get in trouble for saying it, but it's okay. I, in the days when I was a therapist, um, I practiced for two and a half years, and we learned in our training from the DSM manual from psychology that if you wanted to remove your sex organ or have a double mastectomy for these reasons of uh, the, the LGBTQ stuff, transgender, that you were mentally ill and you needed help. And the, the profession was designed to try to help people deal with the issues that wanted to make themselves mutilate. And, right. and it wasn't about judgment. It was about helping people. Today, mm -hmm. we're glorifying it. But I got to tell you, when you hear these people talk and you watch their mannerisms, look at their body language, I don't see happy individuals. I, no. I really don't. I look at people who are miserable. And many, how many stories have we heard about how they regret this? So I'm so glad that you addressed that issue. That's really good. Um, 
We have about 15 seconds left, so let me just say this. What you're doing is incredible. You remind me a little bit of the knees over toes guy. I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, no. I oh, oh, it's about how to fix your body. And he's got all kinds of controversial things he's done, but tremendous results. But he doesn't have the spiritual, emotional component to it. And that's the basis for all change. All permanent change comes in that dimension. Uh, so... Jeremy, this has been eye-opening. When CJ uh, uh, and, and I connect to Tom Rents through CJ and some other people I know that are really prominent, uh, she yes. she brings really terrific people. But uh, and I was impressed by what she sent me on you. But I got more impressed with what you have told us and what you stand for. And it's our pleasure. We're going to put this up on the website sometime next week when we, well, when we publish the interview. And I hope people will visit because I think it's something that people should take a long look at if they're struggling and they want to be more. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me okay. on. This is a great conversation. Our pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Jeremy. Take care. Thank you. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarrierGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.